Zach Wilson, I think, can actually be a league winner, right? Like, I think that Zach Wilson can actually be that go-to guy. And, you know, you probably made that – you probably got that championship belt last year, right? We oh, went yeah. from, Kings? from trophies yeah. – dude, the Kings belt. Like, that. I saw that belt. I didn't realize how heavy that belt was. That's a big sucker, man. You see the picture I tweeted my grandma with it? <laughs> no, I missed that. That's awesome. It was was so she able funny. to pick it up, or did you have to like put it on like her shoulder? She was outside, and she's like freaking ninety. Like she was outside just watering the flowers, and I was like, "Oh, Oma, like come look at this belt real quick." I was just gonna show it to her, and she takes it and throws it on her shoulder, and is like, "Walking <laughs> Dude, around that thing's with like forty five pounds like, or something." I, know. I was That's like, heavy. "I was like, Oma, that thing weighs half your freaking size. Like, what are you doing?" 10 out of 10 for me, man. That shit was legit. I We did a bulk order, I think, because like the past champions were able to uh, apply for it. So yep. it was a hundred bucks each, man. Hey, I, you know, I, I lose a hundred bucks on a, on a regular UFC card trying to trying to bet on whatever's going on. So at least that one gets to uh, stay in my mantle for a while. So trophysmack.com. Dude, they got these trophies that are like three or four feet tall. Like they're insane. You can get one with, like fishbowls on it. You can get one with like bobbleheads on it. It is sick, man. You guys got to go check out trophysmack.com. I mean, you heard it. Ian didn't even know. And he literally vouched for the company without even knowing the news vouching for it. Go check out trophysmack.com. While you're there, go enter in promo code CIRCLE. Once again, that's promo code CIRCLE. You will get a free ring valued at 60 bucks. So go check out trophysmack.com. Go enter in the promo code CIRCLE to get your free ring. But what about Kenny Nwangu? Wait, did I say that right? Mm -hmm. Close enough. Cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. It's not going to be better than, I mean, it's better than anything I would. Yeah, I usually yeah. go with Kenny. Yeah. So Kenny, is he worth investing in? Because he's been an asset in special teams, and they're starting to get involved in the offense slowly but surely. And he was actually extremely productive uh, playing behind Brees Hall last year, who could be the number one pick, you know, in this draft for, for rookie drafts. He's one of the most productive skill position players there is. He was still productive sitting behind him. It, it could be something similar to like an Antonio Gibson situation. I'm not saying he could be that good, but he is that electrifying. Is he worth investing in? In redraft, I, I got to be honest with you, no, I'm not there yet because I don't think he'll get much work. Dynasty, yes, because um, anyone that plays Dynasty knows that in week 10 – of the NFL season where running backs have gone down like, I don't know, they have COVID. Um, yeah, you're picking anybody with a pulse. I think that Kenny in Dynasty is absolutely someone that you should add. I, I mean, he was just such a kind of intriguing prospect, right? Like, you, he's really a black box. You don't see the production. But how can you really expect someone to have a history of production if they're playing behind probably the best running back in college football in Brees Hall? And I mean, athletically, 43240, oh, so 96th percentile speed score, 86th percentile burst score, 85th percentile agility score. You know, when the Vikings drafted him, I think some people got a little too excited. I think they drafted him as a kick returner. And by the way, you see why they drafted him as a kick returner, because he's an extremely good kick returner. But hey, I mean, if something happens to Cook or Madison, you probably see a few touches for Kenny. And I mean, he showed everybody on that kick return what kind of playmaker you're looking at. So why wouldn't you give him five touches if, if Cook ends up missing a game? This is Fantasy Intervention. Welcome into Fantasy Intervention. Oh, man, we have some entertaining... Uh, I guess news and show and picks coming at y'all. It's it's kind of a weird week. Last week was exciting because we had all this news breaking out. And this week we have news breaking out, 
but it's like good news, bad news, and injuries, and just a bunch of weird stuff. So we will be discussing a lot of that. Big shout out to Fantasy Football Discussion. Thank you guys for having us in there and bring your questions. If you guys have questions, put them in the chat. Start sit questions, any kind of futuristic questions as to where, hey, this guy might be on a buy this week, but should I roster him? Should I play him? Elijah Moore, hint, hint. Anyways, let's go ahead and jump into last week in the recap of what happened. It was uh, it was kind of off. You know, if you guys actually stay tuned for the entire episode, which I know is tough, towards the tail end of the episode, we actually make picks. It's receivers and running backs outside of the top 20. Meanwhile, it's quarterbacks and tight ends outside of the top 15. Oh, last week, we were destroyed by injuries. I, I can't even begin to tell you. I mean, Hill and Croft, well, Taysom Hill didn't play, really. Croft got hurt. Mike White got hurt. Zach Moss dealt with concussions. Zach Lo- or Jordan Love looked miserable over there. Uh, it, was, it was terrible. It was brutal, but we still got some picks right. So the score from last week was myself two. We had Shane who got one. And then down below, plug Jacob it away, Shane, or you'll get there eventually, buddy. Jacob's now destroyed, although he does have one week on us. Jacob has 26, Shane has 15, and I have 13. So, yeah, when do I get to take a week off the show so that I can help you guys? I, I'm like one of those, it's like when we're on Twitter and people are like, Robert Woods is the wide receiver 11, but you're just, he hasn't had his bye week yet. When's my bye week? <laughs> you tell me, you tell me when your bye week is because. I mean, I don't know, man. You look like a ninja tonight. Are you about to go ride a bank? Because if so, no, you can take I, I off early out, tonight. I was out all day. If anyone is listening from the Pacific Northwest, you understand that layering is key in the fall. <laughs> because Wait, it, what? it just – which part of that is a what? Layering or the Pacific layering? Northwest? Both of those. Okay, so the Pacific Northwest is the area of the North America that is mm. both Pacific – and north it's and also like west. Portland. Portland. it's like it is british columbia oregon washington wait british columbia is not america it, north america well no north america doesn't count that's just america okay. north. point is if you live if you live where i am which is vancouver or you live in seattle or portland or any of the associated cities uh you probably have to layer a lot and so I, i've been out all day uh, i was studying and running errands and such and but you have to layer yeah, because it's like, well, the thing is, so it's like five above, but it, it constantly oh, oscillates layer. between. He's saying layer. Oh, I thought yeah. he was like. Like, like was... Larry, like Larry did somebody, but. You know, no, like, I thought oh, he layer? was. Like he was coming no. up with, like he was, he like made like a, a an evil layer that he stayed no. in. You know what I mean? No, like I'm like... wearing an Under Armour and then I have a thing and then I have to have my rain jacket and then I have to have a vest. So like when the wind kicks up, you have the puffer vest. And then you have the rain jacket for when it's raining, and then when it's not raining, anyway. Right, but I got I got much. home like two minutes before we turned it on, so that's all the that's what we're all that's we're about. We're thirteen minutes. We haven't talked any football. Oh, my week. There we go. What's this? I didn't want to hear bye week next week. Last week we were twelve minutes in before exams. we brought up any football. So okay, it, so yes, okay. we got four more minutes. I, I want to welcome back our Facebook friends, um, Robert Estordes. Um, should I start Dak oh, or Wentz like really, this week? Is that that's that's good Spanish. Oh, did I, you just uh, wink at the camera when you asked that? Shane, yeah. how many Mexico all inclusives <laughs> did you go to to practice that? Uh, none. I can't afford to go to Mexico. Are you kidding me? Um, <laughs> but a I podcast from his kid's room. Come yeah, on. I, I grew are, up. In, are you bad at fantasy football? Like, why aren't you making enough money on fantasy leagues to go to Mexico? <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, 
Robert wants to know, should I start Dak or Wentz this week? Um, really? Come on. Yeah. I mean, I love I, Wentz, but what are we, in 2018 debating who's better between Dak and Wentz? I think he's concerned because Dak looked god-awful last week, right? That's true. Um, he did true. look very bad. Look really, really bad. But I, I don't I don't put a lot of stock into that. And Atlanta's defense has given up the fifth most points in fantasy to quarterbacks. Although Jacksonville is also a good matchup, giving up the tenth most fantasy well, points. Well, except, except- – but- Except to Josh Allen, of course. Yeah, unless you're Josh Allen and then they destroy you. Um, yeah, but yeah. Like, they were reenacting the movie Face Off yeah. with the two Josh Allens uh, last week. Can I just say, though, first of all, yes, I would start Dak. But a lot of people owe my man Carson Wentz an apology because he's good. He's good in fantasy. He's been good in real life other than that overtime against the Titans when he looked like 2020 Carson Wentz. <laughs> I mean, look, the, the, say what you want, but – we had a 27-year-old quarterback who you could get for like QB 25 prices in Dynasty this offseason, and, and he's now a back-end QB 1 fantasy. I don't know. It seems good to me. Look, I look, I, I hate Carson Wentz as a, a human being. I think he's a terrible scumbag fake. Um, you don't like his duck hunting? No, no. He's a big he's a big fake. Um, <laughs> big and there's fake. a reason. Yeah, there's fake a reason all his, all his teammates hate him. He's a douchebag. But he is having an excellent year, um, and I did get a lot of him in the offseason, and I'm very excited about that. Um, I also already had him on a bunch of teams, but I just kept adding him where I could because nobody wanted him. And just, look, I didn't do it with a lot of confidence because he had one of the worst seasons in the history of football last year, but I thought, you know – Everything went bad with that Eagles team. Let, let's give him a shot in Indianapolis with his uh, his uh, Bible camp buddy, uh, Frank Reich, and it seemed to work out. <laughs> Do you think that that's why Michael Pittman oh. is breaking out? Do you think Michael Pittman has become a theologian? Uh, he's actually a Jehovah Witness. Um, is this real? No, I have no idea. Okay. I, do you think I care about players on a real life level? I have no idea. Well, I don't know. You have strong takes about Wentz and his scum. Well, that's different because he played in Philadelphia, so you know, and he's mm. a big phony. Um, but he's <laughs> but he is. All right. So if I sit there, I had to mute them both because I figured out if I let them go on, they will go on for fifteen minutes nonstop. And by the way, Thomas Temple. <laughs> Yes, he looks like a bad guy in a Disney movie, but it's the it's the hockey Disney movie that I already told you guys about prior to. I like the so. team hall idea better. Hey man, <laughs> you gotta keep your swing level. You're catching too much of the tea. <laughs> All right. So welcome on in fantasy intervention once again, everybody. We're gonna go over a couple of different news updates. We're gonna screw the, the last week, you know, what happened with it. Uh, Dalvin Cook is out, right? Dal- or Dalvin Cook's in, but he could be out. I'm assuming. That they're going to try and push this back as far as they can beyond the football season. I think it's beneficiary or beneficial for both parties with whatever's going on. Have you guys heard any news or anything that could be detrimental to Dalvin Cook's success in 2021? No. I, look, there's accusations. There's no, first of all, and they're in civil complaints, which, you know, okay, that's not to make less of them. Uh, let's see if criminal complaint is actually filed. You know what I mean? Then I get a little worried when it's in a civil complaint. It, it definitely worries me a little bit like the Sean Watson when there's 30 people making the claim. Um, his lawyer or his lawyer, I should say his agent got out in front of this one, released a statement, released <laughs> yeah. their version of events before she did. Wait, sorry. Is his agent Adam Schefter? Yes. Um <laughs> So, no, I'm not concerned about him at all for this season, to be quite honest with you, not even a little bit. And 
All right. Yeah, Jacob, go ahead and give us your take since you're actually in law school. And you know, you might be able to, to give us a little bit of a, a variant on this, although you're not in the U.S., you're in Canada. Yeah. You're still closer to uh, probably Minnesota than both Shane and I are. Yeah, actually, the First Amendment of the Canadian Constitution states that there ain't no laws if you're drinking White Claws. Uh, <laughs> but beyond that, of course, uh, there's actually a really great thread by Drew Davenport on Twitter. If anyone hasn't checked that out, uh, that's probably the best source that I've seen in, uh, in terms of sorting out the legal implications. I mean, all, all I would say to this is that I would just caution against people coming to conclusions and, and having takes based on, you know, what they see. Like I, I've seen so much of this uh, discussion about the specific photo and people claiming that it's photoshopped or other people claiming that that's 100% conclusive evidence. And like, you're going to see bits and pieces of this leak out and keep in mind that of course, whoever's leaking bits and pieces of information is doing that with a certain agenda. And I'm not saying that that agenda means that they're lying. It's just that they have a certain motivation. And in reality, you know, in a court of law, if this gets to a civil suit or gets to settlement discussions or depositions, like all of this evidence is going to be looked at and you're going to get to see the whole picture and it's going to sort itself out at this point. I mean, the, the biggest thing I would always say when there's these types of situations is that there are people in your life, there are people on your timeline uh, that have been survivors of domestic violence. Uh, and so just, I think, be careful when you're, when you're talking about this, that, you know, what kind of value are you adding by adding your voice to the mix on this? Like, are, are you just sort of blindly speculating um, or, or is there something that's going to be able to be helpful for fantasy managers? Because, of course, it is something that we have to deal with as fantasy managers. I fully acknowledge that. But just generally just to make sure that you're doing it in a way that's, that I think is, is fair and is sensitive um, because ultimately there's far larger, more important ramifications from this case and from domestic violence everywhere, uh, you know, which is a prevalent problem in our society right now than, than specifically what ends up happening to Dalvin Cook. But, yes, from a fantasy perspective, um, we've seen the precedent that if there's only civil actions – that are pending and no criminal actions that are pending exempt list usually does not uh, come out into play. So I, I would fully expect Alvin Cook to be playing for the rest of the season. Did you kill that? <laughs> you absolutely crushed that man. Like we went from joking around to you just coming through with an excellent take and probably one of the best takes I've seen, you know, it, on the timeline over this past, what, 24 hours or so. So yeah, big props really to you, man. That. Yeah, it was that, that, that hit me. I, I love what you had to say. Uh, and honestly, like, I don't even want to ask this next question, but I think it's required for fantasy managers. Yeah, of course. Obviously, everybody's talking about, you know, Alexander Madison. But what about Kenny Nwangu? Wait, did I say that right? Mm -hmm. Close enough. Cool. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go with that. It's not going to be better than, I mean, it's better than anything I would. Nwangu? Yeah, I usually yeah. go with Kenny. Yeah. So, Kenny. Kenny. Uh, if somebody, like, for each one of y'all, is he worth investing in because he's been an asset in special teams and they're starting to get involved in the offense slowly but surely. And he was actually extremely productive uh, playing behind, who was it last year? Brees Hall. Uh, uh, Brees Hall last year, who could be the number one pick, you know, in this draft for, for rookie drafts. He's one of the most productive skill position players there is. I mean, he was still productive sitting behind him. It, it could be something similar to like an Antonio Gibson situation. I'm not saying he could be that good, but he is that electrifying is he worth investing in for the, the free agent waiver wires or in post waiver wire in redraft redraft or dynasty? We'll take both the, takes dynasty. Yes. Because um, anyone that plays dynasty knows that in week 10 
of the NFL season where running backs have gone down like, I don't know, they have COVID. Um, yeah, you're picking <laughs> up anybody did. with a pulse. Um, in redraft, I, I got to be honest with you, no, I'm not there yet because I don't think he'll get much work in. Um, and there's guys that I think are in better opportunities than him, guys like Eno Benjamin, who, whatever, I don't think like. But Eno Benjamin is in a situation where he's probably going to be in some type of a timeshare, and he's behind a running back with a severe history of injuries. So just – if you have a deep bench, sure, but I'm guessing you don't in a in a redraft. No, league. it's like 17 people for most cases. Yeah. Just go ahead and just – ESPN lets you do that watch list thing. I've never actually used it because, to me, I – whatever but yeah i mean you, you can still put have on a that. league on espn i have charity leagues that are on espn oh, okay, so okay. i won't it's charity. it's charity i won't shame charity leagues but <laughs> if i if i if i could i would shame charity leagues for being on espn if you could yeah i, I think the kenny and dynasty is absolutely someone that you should add i, I already have plenty of shares of kenny in dynasty already i mean he was just such a kind of intriguing prospect right like you he's really a black box uh you don't see the production, but how can you really expect someone to have a history of production if they're playing behind probably the best running back in college football in Brees Hall? So you kind of got to give them the benefit of the doubt there. And I mean, athletically, I mean, my goodness, like 43240, <laughs> so 96th good. percentile speed score, 86th percentile burst score, 85th percentile agility score. Uh, and you can see it on that kick return. So you know, when the Vikings drafted him, I think some people got a little too excited. I think they drafted him as a kick returner. And by the way, you see why they drafted him as a kick returner, because he's an extremely good kick returner. But hey, I mean, if something happens to Cook or Madison, Amir uh, Abdullah has been their number three back the last while. Uh, and Mike Boone. And Mike Boone's in Denver. Amir Abdullah's in Carolina. So I think now, certainly, you probably see a few touches for Kenny. And I mean, he showed everybody on that kick return what kind of playmaker you're looking at so why wouldn't you give him five touches if, if cook ends up missing a game uh and redraft yeah he, he needs too much to happen he probably needs two injuries in front of him but in dynasty i mean yeah he's worth a look especially in deeper leagues wait you said two injuries in front of him and that's assuming that dobbin cook obviously is is healthy right and and going to play yeah yeah if dalvin if dalvin cook like is put on the exempt list or something which i really don't expect yeah no, um so. but if, if that was to happen then you know, then I'd probably be more interested in Kenny. I mean, the issue with, with Kenny is that Madison has been such a great fill-in for Cook when he's come in, really, because in addition to the rushing, which he's actually not really that great of a rusher, he's certainly not Delvin Cook as a rusher, he's just caught a million passes. Um, and Kenny and Wangu uh, has caught eight balls in his career going back to college. So I don't really think that's his specialty. Uh, I'm not sure what they would do in that situation, but I think he's probably more of like a back-end RB2 at best. Or they could just pull off some bum off the street, right? I mean, like it could be Duke Johnson could be their lead running back. Like it, He just happened to play running back, but like he, he was he's only been a kicker turner for Minnesota thus far. It, it wouldn't stun me if Minnesota, like even if they lost both running backs, they're like, no, this guy just returns kicks. We're never giving him a carry in his life. Like that could be. That's what they did behind Brees Hall, right? So let's go on to Johnny Lee. Belliard, Bellard. Uh, sorry if I butchered last name. Who are the best quarterbacks this week? Like, who are you guys looking to play? Like, is Tannehill in there? Is is there some somebody that you're actually targeting that might not be obvious? Well, and so the thing is, is all the the the, the really good guys have um, pretty good matchups. Um, yeah. So 
there's nothing wrong with, you know, not showing that you're smarter than the room and just taking things when they're easy. Like, I'm not trying to try to outthink myself. The only thing I do is move off of Hertz because for some reason ESPN has him ranked in the top 10 for reasons I'm not entirely sure about. But no, I don't like that this week. Yeah. Um, no, honestly, I, I'm just taking the obvious. So, like, the, the, the big name guys look like they're going to smash, um, assuming they actually come through in their matchups this week. Yeah, well, and that certainly never doesn't happen. I mean, you look at that last week and every single yeah. quarterback that we thought would smash, right? Josh Allen, oh, Dak Prescott. Uh, you know, you look at the Patrick Mahomes, you look at those guys, and clearly, you know, they really did what was what they could out there for you. I mean, I guess it's if, not like Jimmy you, Garoppolo and Matt Ryan were the best quarterbacks. If you want to <laughs> so sad. If you Josh Johnson was uh, your QB one of the week, wasn't he? Um I mean I, I would say I want to go to the Taylor Heineke. Uh, hey, 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 hey. Well, I, I, I'm not That's taking him as my pick. Well, my I was just pick. saying I would go to that that mm. well again. Only problem is, is I've done that in recent ma- – and he's had good matchups, and he just no, has he smashed. Bombs. Yeah, Have you ever heard of the, uh, the band The Standells? No. Uh, you ever heard of the Boston Red Sox? Uh, no. Baseball team? Oh, wait. That rings a bell. Yeah. yeah. So you said you're going to go back to the Taylor Heineke well? And whenever the Red Sox, uh, whenever they win a game, there's a song by the Standells they like to play. I think that's what you might find at the bottom of the Taylor Heineke well. It's dirty water. <laughs> All right. So we will dive into that. Sure. For the tail of the episode. I have no idea what's happening right now. Uh, let's, let's get our quarterback picks out of the way. Wait, 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 wait. We have to discuss Odell. We have to discuss Odell. Yeah, so please. My king. We have to. We have my to. My king, my god. Big shout out to Jamie in the chat as well. Uh, but I want to I want to do one more question before we hop on to uh, Odell Beckham, and then we'll hop into our, our segment. But <clears throat> what do we do, Jacobs and Drake, when I have Eckler and MG three? Melvin Gordon the third. For those who don't know, I do I... <laughs> I played Melvin Gordon over Drake? Now I may play Drake over Claypool in the flex. Claypool still with so... an injury. Is he not playing? Is that in stone, or is that your professional? I think any time the team a says that they're any time the team says they're relieved he's not out for the season, I think you can take that to mean he's not playing this week. <laughs> Thank God he didn't die. Well, all right, I don't, I, I don't think he's going to be active, guys. I, like if you, if you're, if you're, That's great. I love MRI, it. And the first thing she says is, "Well, it's not terminal cancer." You probably don't say, "Do you want to go golfing in an hour?" Like it's, you know, it's probably somewhere in the middle. I actually would go Jacobs over Drake. I know Jake had a splasher game more, uh, did more with his receptions and had more receptions last week. But Jacobs is the guy that's going to score a touchdown. Jacobs is the guy that's going to carry the majority of the the rushing attempts in that backfield. And he's going to get four to five targets. So he's going to be involved enough in the passing game. I guess Drake would probably be the guy if you're chasing the points from last week. But I, I feel safer with Josh Jacobs, which is weird because he gets hurt every time he touches the ball. Yeah, that's the issue with Jacobs. Drake's role actually was not very good in the first half. I, I watched this. This is kind of a, a bizarro take, but I actually watched every snap of this Giants and Raiders game. Um, I, I made this my priority early game for DFS stacking. I played a lot of Daniel Jones and Booker and Jacobs uh, and Tony. Uh, the late games went better. Anyway, um, so so I was watching all this game, and in the first half, it was pretty much Jacobs was the clear guy, and actually Jalen Richard played more of the pass downs, 
And then Jacobs went out with, I don't know, one of his 17 injuries that he has that he continues to keep re-aggravating over and over again. And then that's really when Drake got involved. Uh, I, I think Drake has just been kind of luck boxing this the last few weeks where either Jacobs is getting hurt halfway through the game and Drake's coming in or Drake has like four touches, but he scores on two of them. Like, I, I think unless Jacobs is actually declared out, I'm still just not going to play Drake. Uh, because I think if Jacobs actually makes it from minute one to 60 without re-injuring himself, which frankly is unlikely at this yeah, point, yeah. Um, because I think he has six different injuries now. Uh, he's probably not, like Drake's probably not a player. Hey, by the way, Facebook group, if we're answering your questions, make sure you throw us a like on the page. You know, any kind of interaction actually helps us. So so give us a thumbs up or give us a love or give us a ha-ha or give us a hate. Either way. Give us a ha-ha. A ha-ha? Is that the smiley face <laughs> with the tears on the side? Axel always gives me a ha-ha because I don't wear pants normally during these shows. And then he pops on to ask me, at least on Sunday mornings. I'm wearing pants right now. I'm wearing shorts right now. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know, but, know this. Yeah, uh, it's it's good luck. Um, anyways, so <laughs> let's go ahead and hop on to the Odell Beckham news. Odell Beckham is choosing his team, right? There's nothing that came out. I mean, there are teams that well, are going to be hurt. There, there's some things that came out. Yeah, let's not make it like every team was like fawning after him. Hey, the, there's, well, there's, there's eight, like eight teams, teams have given him an offer is what was reported. An offer the minimum. Half or minimums. Like, yeah. Yeah, but, um, well, no, but that's what you're going to get. I mean, there's offsets in the language of the contract, and a lot of teams don't have any space. Of course, it's going to well, be a better minimum. From the news that I saw behind the scenes, this is rumors, right, is players are sitting there saying that – or I'm sorry, agents, I guess – are sitting there saying that he's seeking a multi-year deal. That's actually and weird to me. I'm kind of surprised by that. I thought he would want a one-year deal to kind of prove well, himself here's and then the try thing. to cash in in the offseason. Yeah, except that he knows he's a turd, and he wants yeah. to get the – if he if he goes anywhere now, it's just going to tank his value. Um, or maybe he's smart and he's read, you know, um, fantasy football things that have shown that, you know, when a wide receiver changes teams, usually over the offseason, generally they don't perform as well the following season. I don't know I don't that think we've he's done read that actually. I don't, I'm not sure I spent a lot of time on DLS. I don't know. He maybe, and he. <laughs> I don't know that maybe he did a study of wide receivers that change season, change teams during the season, and oh, saw DLF Beckham. Um, and, and maybe he saw that you know. So he just wants. I think I. I don't understand what he's doing. I think he's just trying to get a money grab. But anyway, sorry. I don't. I, I don't think that's the case. I, I think he's looking for something for multiple multiple years with the money grab with a team that can compete for two years because i mean to be honest with you guys like even if he performs this season at a decent level let's just not say elite level let's say a very good level i mean what could he command on, on the free agent market if he couldn't sign with the team for 7.5 million i mean which team actually wants to pick him up for anything more than that and that's very subpar for wide receiver i mean we're talking about wide receiver threes that are going to be making that kind of money with the TV contract coming out over the next few years. So I think he's looking for a multi-year deal. I think he's looking for at least two to where he can be, you know, hey, let's push for the playoffs in this year. Following year, let's go for, you know, let's go for the playoffs and let's go for my statistics so then I can demand a heavy contract. So with that being said, I mean, is Green Bay actually a fixture for him? Because I don't think Green Bay would ever be willing to pay him for not this year, but next year as well. With Devontae Adams in, you know, contract extension debates, like, which, by the way, I don't know if Devontae is going to come back or not. But, I mean, would Odell sign for, for something so, minimal? I think, I think what you're saying makes sense, and, and that's maybe why he hasn't signed in Green Bay yet. Because everything we heard initially was that that was his top choice. Yep. And then we've, we've heard by far the most details on Green Bay that they've offered him the league minimum for the rest of this year. 
well, not the league minimum, the vet minimum. Uh, and, and maybe that's why he hasn't signed yet because he, he wants better than that. I, I feel like if green Bay offered him more then he, he's probably a green Bay Packer right now. But uh, if that's, if that's not something that he's okay with, you know, maybe he's weighing, okay, can I get a better offer from new Orleans, new England, Kansas city, Seattle, et cetera. And how much better of an offer do I need to go there versus going to green Bay? I, I don't know. I mean, I, like if we're trying to play, guess what's inside of Odell Beckham's head. <laughs> that's that's a bit of a scary Worst situation. Of luck. <laughs> yeah, that, I don't. I still think he ends, I still think like there's a pretty good shot he ends up in Green Bay, and I still kind of think there's a, a decent chance he ends up in New England at the end of all of this. I mean, either either spot would seem. Here's the funny thing: is like anywhere he lands, you could tell yourself is a good landing spot. But that's, I mean, Cleveland. You're the landing spot correspondent. Cleveland, yeah, and Cleveland was actually a good landing spot for him, but that didn't work out so much because he had uh, Baker Mayfield shook. Um, I don't want him. If I'm Bill Belichick, I think the the Patriots are probably out on him. If I'm Bill Belichick, I don't want that guy anywhere near my. I mean, everything we've heard is they want him real bad. I I would not want him within the same building as my rookie quarterback. Like I don't even know. Like if we if we were playing Odell Beckham Jr. right on opposing (laughs) sides, I don't even know that I let him in the stadium. Like you know what I mean? Like (laughs) have someone like take him out (laughs) to stay away from my rookie quarterback. But Green Bay be a great landing spot for him because Aaron Rodgers isn't going to put up with any of this shit. You know what I mean? He'll straight talk him about COVID and he'll, he'll tell him what's going on and uh, keep him in line. Um, no, no, no. It's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Be like, Aaron Joe Rogan. Delegate. He's talk to Joe about. Rogan to be the wide receivers coach. <laughs> Yo, I can't. All right. That concludes <laughs> our debate for Odell Beckham. <laughs> Oh, I love that so much. Let's go ahead and hop in to our rankings. But before we do, let's go <laughs> hey, ahead. We, can, wait, okay, can we please pull up the, uh, the trap? <laughs> can we pull up the TNFF comment? Yes. None of the GMs are willing to lay his team run his chest. So he's sitting out till the offseason. TNFF for the win. Great one. Make sure y'all hit Senator up right there, man. If y'all, like. Oh, that's great. That's 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 the best of our great country. Oh my god! All right, so let's go ahead and and let's hop into a few of these questions. We, we then... only got twenty minutes left, and we need to give some of our takes for this. We week. have thirty minutes left, motherfucker. We have as much time as we want. Well, that's true. That's actually this is that's true. There's well, no like actual. You have, like you have, well, you have a big night planned. I got big plans. All right. He's got a giant <laughs> bottle of water. He has to drink. All right. You're uh, <laughs> you're sitting in the house room. Yeah, what do you have? Yeah, Shane, what do you have? What? What are you messing with right now? It's not uh, like a bottle. No, my uh, charger. Oh, okay, that's boring. All right, so what? Oh wait, we already Shane, covered this question. Shane's gonna try right. and beat uh, Sonic ninety five tonight. That's why he wants to get an early start. <laughs> Sega. Mario Kart sixty four. All right, pick up no, my Ingram. Genesis shirt. All right, so so this is for leagues that are a little oh, bit, you know, now. maybe not as competitive, right? Like, you know, when it comes to uh, more shallow leagues, I'm guessing this is probably a ten teamer. We have Mark Ingram on the waiver wire, and we have Madison. Mm-hmm. Which one are you targeting this one with? Alvin Kamara seeing a little bit of an injury and seeing production, or would you rather pivot and go to Madison? And I think this has to depend on your record at this point. Yeah. At least that's my opinion. Like, if you're competitive. You obviously mark Ingram because you need to win next week. But if you're less competitive, like you're already dominating at this point, 
I'd lean towards Madison. What's y'all's take? If you need to start a running back this week, if you would start Mark Ingram this week, if Kamara misses, then you should pick up Ingram. If you would not be starting Ingram this week, if Kamara misses, then I would rather pick up Madison. Yeah, I, you guys already nailed it. There's nothing to add to that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's just not. I could say things, but they, they wouldn't really add anything to the conversation. No, no, no. You're you're correct. Thank you very much. Uh, for, he's in a hurry to get to Super to Sonic. This is why people come to the show. It's for Wait, is this the second week in a row that you sung for us? Or was that this singing or is this like doop doing? I don't know. All right. Is Henry worth picking up for the playoffs? Uh, not right based on now. the report we just got. Right now. What, what's uh, the report? Talk to us. The, the report is that it's very unlikely he's even back for the real playoffs. So I, I don't think he's going to be back for your fantasy playoffs. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was a big fan of dropping him right off the bat. I, yeah, I really... especially after their win. Like they're 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 seven and two. They're going to have a playoff spot clinched if they if they are going to get Henry back. Like they're certainly going to save him until they actually have to play a playoff game. Are they going to clinch it without Odell Beckham though? I don't that's know. They, they sh- do you think they should add Odell Beckham? No, I don't. But I feel like that's just the o- OBJ and Julio will, will will look great beside each other in hoodies after they're both injured in week three. Or week <laughs> hey, 13, they can so alternate. They can alternate. That's right, Hurts or Carr this week? I'm benching Hurts in every format. Uh, he's like my. Come on, you guys, you haters. What? Well, no, it's he's I like. Patient. I don't. Yeah, I don't like bad fantasy stats. That's the only thing I hate. Um, and that's that's what he gives. He's going to give you. Oh, oh my God, Jacob, calm down. Jacob, what are you doing? Relax, bro. Uh, I uh, I had a bottle cap that uh, I was fiddling with, and I put it on the desk, but then it fell off the desk onto the floor. So. Okay. Okay. Well, it's that's like exciting. So, I'm trying to look up Jalen Hurts' recent fantasy stats. Um, They're great, but and- Denver's defensive stats are even better because they've only allowed Lamar Jackson run for 37 yards, I think it was. Uh, they had Daniel Jones run for, I think, even less than that. Either way, they stop actually. Oh, no, you know, if they stop Daniel Jones, what what, what is there to be done? Nothing. You, if you stop Daniel Jones, you can stop everyone. Like <laughs> look, Randall look Cunningham at, couldn't run on that defense, dude. The only person that can stop Daniel Jones is the turf, and that's not even a person. That's a ghost. Yeah, so, speaking of turf, I put up this tweet today. Like turf toe. Oh god. It, like, I know that it's a serious injury, but it literally sounds fake. Like, anytime someone's like, oh, man, they came down with a bad case of turf toe. Like, it, Who says they came out with a bad case of turf toe? Adam Hutchinson, PT, one of the better injury people on, on the Twitter app. Uh, was Wait, saying, the real Adam H? Yeah, yeah, the real Adam H. Oh, said, like, oh, Chase Claypool probably came down with a bad case of turf toe. Which, I mean, I'm not, like, mocking Adam. Like, that's probably true. He probably has a bad case of turf, though. But it's just the funniest possible name. Like, it, to me, it always reminds me of Green Thumb. It's like, oh, man, like, you know, Claypool, he's been out trimming his rose bushes all day. He's got Green Thumb. not going to play for a month. Oh, my God. So, uh, who are you going with this one? Start hurts. You start hurts. Um, no. Wait, actually – yeah, because he, he still has a rushing floor. I understand that they've abandoned the nice. forward pass, yeah. and and that's probably good. Um, it's ironic, of course, that they made this decision after Miles Sanders got hurt. But anyway, um, yeah, he still has a rushing fun. floor. Even even these last three weeks, because they've really leaned on the run. He has 61 yards rushing, 71 yards rushing, 62 yards rushing. So you basically start the game with a touchdown and a half just from the rushing floor. 
And, no. you know, then if you're able to get one touchdown passing, like you, you, you have a massive floor. Like you're, you're basically starting with 15 fantasy points at that point. So I, I would still go with Jalen Hurts. So you're looking at everything. Yeah. So you, you have everything going positive for him. I would, I, I just think, you know, at some point someone's going to shut down the run since that's all he can do. Um, although he did, he did look not terrible on a couple passes to Devonta Smith last week. Um, How great did Devonta Smith look last week? Devonta Smith is an absolute stud. Um, and I, you know, I can't, I, I won't even get into what it would be like if he had a good quarterback. doesn't matter. He, he's doing great with what he has. Um, yeah. You know what? The more I think about this, I think I'd go with hurts too. Yeah. No, 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 no. I don't the care. Rushing... About yeah. I know. I know you're saying they shut down Lamar Jackson, whatever. They're different runners. They're very different. And Taylor Henneke. What? Yeah. But so Lamar Jackson is oh a better gosh. runner than, than hurts. If they shut Taylor down Hineke. Taylor Henneke. Taylor Heineke, Tyler Heineke shuts himself down against any any team that you not rushing okay. ability. It was one of his worst rushing games the entire season. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones, twenty seven yards. I mean, literally, he shut that dude. Trevor Lawrence, who averaged like two hundred yards a game rushing. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I, I seriously, will, I will like, grant you the Lamar one. Like the Lamar one is legitimate, but we also don't know if that's not just a complete fluke. No, I do think I do think the car is a pretty good start because as long as you're not Jordan Love, you seem to do well against the Chiefs. The only team that they've given up over 20 points against in to the quarterback position thus far this season mm-hmm. is Derek Carr. <laughs> Speaking of, is, that, Derek Carr. is that because oh, their pace of play is so low? I'm sorry, say that again. And what's their pace of play? Is it? Is it? It's, yeah, no, it's extremely low. It's yeah. It's one of the slowest ones in the entire league. Like you just don't get very many opportunities. Yeah, they're, so they're one of those teams that really does suck the life out of a game. Like yeah. they're not very good. They run it a lot, and then they play slow. Like it's kind of it's kind of like the Bears are like that too, and New England mm. is like that. Car. It's painful. I don't think Carr is necessarily a bad call. I think Hurts the higher floor. I do think Carr probably has the higher ceiling. Honestly, this week just. Based on that matchup against the Chiefs, if the Chiefs can actually figure out their freaking offense, I mean, then you have an opportunity for Carr to really play a lot of back and forth. But apparently, apparently, no one figured this out for any of the last three years. But if you just play cover two, then no one can actually pass. the The Bills, <laughs> the Chiefs, uh, the Cowboys. The, the the concept of a passing game has actually been ended by cover two. I don't know why no one figured this out before. <laughs> All right, one more question, then let's hop into our quarter or yeah, our quarterback position. We're gonna hop on Madden and then call cover two. I'll see if it works. What RP could I get for Jacob slash Drake and a Judy package? Uh, I mean, Jacobs is probably the guy that we want to go with in this one. Uh, plus Judy. I mean, you're talking about two lower end players, so. I mean, is there any kind of upgrade that you would actually take? I mean, you would have to find a no running back brand. needy team, right? Well, no. Because wait, wait, I'm trade, alert, trying... trade alert. I'm assuming this is redraft, Shane. I mean, you know, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's – so I'm just trying to understand the, the, the logic behind it. He's trying to upgrade, obviously, his running back position. He's going to throw throw Judy in, in there. Yeah, I, Judy's probably like his fourth I don't like that. receiver. I don't know that – I mean, what are you looking for, really? Um, you're not going to get DeAndre, you're not going to get DeAndre Swift for that. You're not going to get Jonathan Taylor. You're not going to get, you I might, bet you get Saquon. You maybe David get Saquon. Montgomery? Who, David Montgomery. Yeah, but he's on a buy this yeah, week. So what if, what if I told you that Josh Jacobs and David Montgomery were just one person who plays simultaneously I, I like in Chicago better. and Vegas? Well, you're Some both people like Montgomery better. 
I well, like lots of, lots of people that um that watch football like Montgomery better because um he's better than Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Um and Charles, I hated Montgomery coming into this season, but guys, he's very good. Uh, anywho, anywho, um David well, Montgomery uh, over all of them. I'm just kidding. Um I, I mean shootout offers, yeah, maybe Saquon. I don't know. But how about this? Who's the who's the worst I running want... back that if you if if all of them, if every single owner in your league was chomping at the bit to get Jacobs and Drake and see if you get any running back. Who's the worst running back that you would accept for the two of them? For Jacobs and Judy. Mm. Dave Montgomery. I would have Jacobs and Judy. The thing is, is like that's not enough. No, I this. actually wouldn't do that. I, I was yeah, that's what I'm option. saying. Like that's not enough. I think I think the one that you up. said. Uh, I think Joe Mixon was a pretty good one. Aaron Jones. First of all, I'm I not definitely gonna, take Aaron. Jones. You're not going to get Aaron Jones for that, but I would choose Aaron Jones. Is, yeah, yeah. Aaron Jones. Keep in mind like that a, Chase Chase actually is in a sexual relationship with AJ Dillon, so I am. I doesn't like Aaron Jones. I love that big man, but no. Uh, the the big thing is, what is it? The two out of the past three weeks, he's been inconsistent. And so people that are moving towards the playoffs have been a little bit nervous about him. Yeah, you know, he's I, giving you two below ten point performances over the past two weeks. So I think Aaron Jones is probably the guy that I would. I think that's not I would, a bad call. Like, I mean, and, and I don't think you're going to get him. I don't think you're going to get him. But I think that's a good, you know, starting point to try and pursue for the playoffs. I think. I mean, Green Bay is going to lean on him. Here's the thing, Aaron Jones. Yeah, that's a that's a good option, and I do tend to think that they're just kind of sharing the workload until it's time to let Aaron Jones loose. Like they always do. Um, we kind of go through this every year with it where it's like, Oh, Aaron Jones is really losing a lot of work to nondescript running back. Um, and, and then I, I think AJ Dillon's pretty descript. I mean, have you seen how large he is? Well, I mean, yes, is his he's a large man. And he is a very big man. He's very, but and AJ, I mean, Aaron Jones is so small. Like he, he is, he's, he's a two tiny little three. guy, only two foot three. Um, and his legs are smaller than mine are. Yes. Also, that backfield is like the Tennessee backfield. But if Deion Lewis was better than Derrick Henry, well, except no, because Aaron Jones is much better than AJ. Don't. Well, but well, anyway, so no, I'm saying that. I'm saying like oh. if, if they played the Tennessee backfield, but Deion Lewis was actually better than Derrick Henry. Yeah, then that's what we that would be the Green Bay backfield, where it's like everyone's slinging at the small guy, but actually the small guy's better. Ezekiel Elliott's another guy I might shoot shoot my shot for. Yeah, you can get you know, it. You people get don't it, like right? him. You know what I mean? A lot of people just nice work if you can get it. Yeah. So I mean, shooting that tier because anything else below that tier, it's almost not worth making that move unless, yeah, unless Judy's just like your sixth wide receiver and you're never starting him. That then fine, you know, make that move for I guess David Montgomery. But Montgomery's on a buy this week, and I hate trading for players that are on a buy because I have a feeling I'm trying to win this week, which is why I'm packaging players. All right, so let's hop into this week's waiver wire sheet. I mean, I'm sorry, this week's uh, this week's uh, below the position sheet or the, the higher end players for the players that just keep uh, trying. Low, right? uh, I'm gonna work my way. Actually, if you say enough words, some of them will be correct. Uh, right, guys, we're gonna pick quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> we're quarterback outside. The top outside 15. Go ahead, finish that. To out finish of the top as 15. the top twelve. That are going to finish in the top 12. Sorry, I was looking for my sheet as I'm trying to uh, talk and it was not working out. I, I hear you, man. Talking's hard. Talking is not easy. Yeah, I was. All right. So this is what threw me off. Oh, it's because oh, I see I we're not Taylor, Stella, or Artois. 
I was very yeah. confused. I was yeah, like, well, wait, people call him Taylor Heineken, so I called him Taylor Stella Artois. <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at the show sheet, and I'm like, Tannehill Taylor. I was like, what show sheet am I looking at right now? Yeah, like, so my, my quarterback oh, is Taylor Stella Artois Heineken, uh, Heineke, Taylor Carlsberg. Anyway, and my, my case for this is twofold. Uh, the first of the folds is that there aren't a lot of good quarterbacks this week below 15. For instance, Husker just suggested Big Ben, which is a felony to ever suggest starting Big Ben. But that's the kind of situation. No, 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 no. He, it's just a felony if he's around a school. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, point is, like, Big Ben is a consideration this week, so no holds are barred. Uh, and then the other thing is that they're going to have to drop back to pass a lot because Tampa Bay is going to beat the brakes off of them. And Tyler Heineke in games with negative game script has ran a lot. I'm, I'm stealing this from JJ Zacharyson on the Living the Stream podcast. But in the two most harsh negative game scripts that he's seen, he ran 10 times against the Bills. He ran eight times against the Packers. If you're able to get between eight to 10 rushing attempts this week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that probably gets you an extra passing touchdown worth of rushing production. And we've also seen with the Bucs that they just force you to pass so much that even though you're probably not actually going to be that efficient against them, you're playing from behind, you're passing constantly. You can just sort of wheel yourself to 16 fantasy points. So I, I quite like uh, Taylor Heineken and Stella Artois this week. I, I don't disagree with you to an extent. I mean, last year he gave you over 300 yards in the air in the, the wild card game. That's uh, true. That's where the legend of Taylor Heineke began. Yeah, and then he gave you 46 yards on the ground with a touchdown as well. So he at least gave you two touchdowns total, um, which could boost him in a top 12, you know, upside. But he has not looked good up against advantageous, you know, situations thus far this year. He's looked terrible. Four, I think it's four straight weeks of disappointing weeks, of disappointing fantasy outputs. I have to fade Taylor Henneke at this point just because I'd I'd rather not. If you're streaming quarterbacks, 90% chance that you're in the running for the playoffs, you're not in first place. So, you know, unless you're a magician and you can tell, because we've tried this all season and, you know, we have not hit on, on streaming quarterbacks thus far. Uh, it's been a weird year. However, I'm going to go with Tannehill because he's sitting at 16 and he's up against New Orleans. You can't run up against New Orleans. Tannehill's like, I mean, that should be, I should just swipe the card and sit back and wait for it to, to happen, right? Like, there's no way they're going to be rushed on New Orleans. New Orleans should be competitive. It's an Adrian Peterson revenge game. Stop. Stop. He already had his French game. No, but he gets another one. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Remember right. when he was yelling at the sideline and it went viral? Yeah, he got pissed. Like, does Minnesota's <laughs> um, Child Protection Services play for a New Orleans defense? No, do you, do you not remember when he played for the Saints? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Don't you remember when he was beating his child? That's why I asked if the Minnesota protection of uh, child abuse was on the team. Anyways, <laughs> Shane, you're up. What? Nothing. Um, well, first off, my suggestion is is um don't have any of these quarterbacks that are right outside the top 15. Because <laughs> I am sorry for you. This is not. Are you going with? Are you going with Big Ben, Shane? You got to do it. No, I could never. I could never (laughs) ever. I will. He stepped into that forty-two yard throw and underthrew (laughs) James Washington by the Canadian end zone. He's he's got nothing. I'm gonna go with um, and 
I'm going with Baker. Look, Baker's second oh, game without Odell. Um, he's really going to feel comfortable this week. He's on the road against New England's defense. Which did you hear that he walked into the stadium with purpose? No, that's why he did so well. He he walked in with. Purpose. I heard that. I heard that. He was he was so determined after he knew that Beckham wasn't going to be there. He walked in with purpose. Yeah. So I think um, I'm going with Baker just because, uh, honestly, the only reason is because the, the rest of the list is just god-awful. Um, it's not good. That's it. <laughs> okay. Let's Running move backs. on. To, uh, actually, this is a perfect time to segue over. And you guys buying Nagwe. Ooh. <laughs> I can't even say it at this point anymore because I'm thinking about Yannick Ngakwe. Okay. Yeah, Ngakwe. Wait, yeah, no. I and Gakwe no, that's a like different that. that's a different player. It's yeah. Kenny Wangu. Yeah, it's com- completely uh, different player. Yeah, yeah. Justin, yeah. In, in Dynasty, I mean, like by buying, I mean I would spend Fab. Um and, and if he's already rostered, then I would probably I don't know, maybe offer a fifth. But yes, he does have ideal size and he has Tyree speed. All right, let's move on to this one. How y'all doing today? First off, how are you guys doing today? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm doing all right, and I appreciate you asking, Jamal. Yeah, thanks, Jamal. Appreciate that. Uh, should Jamal start James Robinson if healthy as his RB2 or RB slash wide receiver spot? Currently have Swift RB1, Darrell Williams as RB slash wide receiver spot, and Elijah Mitchell as his RB2. So should he switch out? Jamal, yeah. or I'm sorry, James Robinson if he's healthy for any one of these players? Yeah, I, I first of all, I think that everything I'm hearing is that CH might be playing this week. So that, that would change things for Daryl Williams. But assuming, of course, that CH does not play, then I would probably still sit Daryl Williams just because I think he's at a high risk of getting cocked on the goal line by one of Frank, Frank or Derek or, uh, or Jarek McKinnon, or I don't know, some right tackle if they decide to sign up as a running back in a given week. Uh, whereas James Robinson, I mean, we saw Carlos Hyde get a full run last week and it was, it was NSFW. So I think James Robinson's going to have plenty of touches to come back to this week. It was bad. It was bad. Not only his rushing ability, but like, so he ran routes on what, like 0.8% of his, uh, of his pass, uh, pass schemes, essentially two weeks or over the previous seven weeks, excuse me. And this past week he blocked 30% of the time. So, yeah, I mean, they realize he's a better blocker than he will ever be a pass catcher. He's, he's a better door than a window. Yes. Oh, that's great. I love that. I, I, the, I looked, I, I wasn't watching that game because I don't know. I sort of have a rule that until a team scores a touchdown, I, I usually don't turn it on and that never happened. Um, and so with, with this game, I had to start Carlos Hyde at RB two in, in multiple leagues unfortunately uh and i looked at the end and i saw that he had four fantasy points and i was like oh no he must have like seeded a bunch of work to dari and gumbawale and then i looked and actually no he played 90 percent of the snaps and he had 20 touches and he's just that bad he's just <laughs> terrible look in james robinson's four last healthy games for the four games he finished his worst game was 19.3 fantasy points like of all the things Urban meyer has gotten wrong and it's many, many things. The only thing he got right was going realizing that Carlos Hyde is absolutely washed and that you got to give the ball to James Robinson if he's healthy. So if James Robinson is, but he got it. 
it did. I mean, but he's an idiot. So, I mean, at least he caught yeah, on it all. he got it right. He got it yeah. right. Yeah. Would um, you say, Shane, that you want James Robinson to heal up? Oh, because he's got – no. Um, I don't do stupid <laughs> puns like that. So no. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would play James Robinson over Daryl Williams regardless. I don't know, man. I think he's a pretty quick healer. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, James Robinson it is. His only problem, of course, is that his coach is a little bit of a heel. All right, we're gonna hop on a Jamie. And he'll slot right question. back into your RB two slot. That's for sure. Oh my God! One more, and then we'll hop on to the running backs. Uh, what is Elijah Mitchell worth these days? Point uh, zero two three Bitcoin. Oh, sure. look, I hate Elijah Mitchell. I don't know what that means, but um, I just gave up a twenty twenty second first for him and uh, Jamal Agnew because this is the world we live in. First, yeah. Jacob. Jacob, I just want to let you know. We had five viewers just bounce out after your terrible heel puns. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be back, I suppose. Well, there's no reason <laughs> the youngest, keep coming. The youngest person keep on coming. the show should be coming out with the dad puns and jokes. Like, that's just <laughs> fucking horrendous. Um, anyway. Um, Elijah Do you mean to say a 2022 first is what you're trying to say? That's what I said. A 2022 You said first. a 2022 first. <laughs> Whatever. I gave up a 2022 first for Elijah Mitchell. <laughs> Um, it'll be interesting to see if, if last week was an aberration, if, you know, they're not going to, if, or if they'll could keep continuing to throw the ball to Elijah Mitchell, because that was the one thing that was holding him back is that mm -hmm. he just no targets whatsoever. Um, oh, Trey True. Sermon. I don't want to talk about Trey Sermon. Seal. Stop it. Kyle yeah. Trey Sermon was inactive last week for Jeff Wilson, who didn't even play a snap. So <laughs> anywho, it's Elijah Mitchell, man. Um, a little tracer. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah, uh, I, I don't. I'm waiting for people. I'm waiting for Justin Jefferson to to uh, wear a free tracer shirt for his next warm up. Um, speaking right. of, everyone saw the Justin Jefferson windmill uh, windmill uh, blocking. Dude, best thing I've ever seen in my life. Dude, it's so cool. It's so I saw when it happened live, and I'm like, dude, that's amazing. I need to take a video of that, and I forgot, and then everybody started coming I out have one like, very key take on this Elijah Mitchell thing, which is that you definitely love to see the pass work that he got. However, Jamichael did get injured in the third mm -hmm. quarter, so I wouldn't want to get too hasty projecting that work going forward. <laughs> <laughs> I love all y'all who have stayed for Jacob's jokes. <laughs> I'm just saying I love you guys. Thank you all for coming in. T Seal is here. Oh my god, thank you guys. And, and Thomas might still be here. Who knows? Thomas is probably tired of it. He probably was just in traffic. All right, so let's go ahead and hop onto the running back position. We have Jaden McKissick for myself against Tampa Bay. Jaden McKissick is one of the you know the premier pass kitchen running backs of the league. And Tampa Bay is absolutely brutal up against pass kitchen running backs. Um it, it's something as to where like, dude. Like when you pay when you play Tampa Bay, you do not want to play the running backs unless they catch passes, and they're giving up the volume, they're giving up the uh, the the yardage, and they're giving up the ability to score. Typically, they're going to be winning, and up against Washington, that's what I expect uh, for the most case. So Washington's going to be passing a ton, like we talked about earlier. Give me Jaden McKissick; he's going to smash up against Tampa Bay. He's a perfect pass catching running back, and if y'all want to win a fantasy football championship, and if y'all want to bring home a belt. You better play J.D. McKissick this week. You've got to play J.D. McKissick in this matchup. And if y'all go to fantasy, <laughs> I'm sorry, if you guys go to trophysmack.com, trophysmack.com, 
and y'all use promo code CIRCLE. If you guys buy a championship trophy or a belt, yes, that's right, the title belt, and you put a ring in your cart, you will actually get that $60 ring for free if you use promo code CIRCLE. Once again, that's promo code CIRCLE. Y'all can find the link in the description of the videos, or y'all can actually go and just visit TrophySmack.com. TrophySmack.com, use promo code CIRCLE when buying a ring or a belt. I'm sorry, when buying a trophy or a belt, you'll get the ring for free. Who you got? Which one you want? Who are you calling? Who are you going to go first? I mean, I want to go James Robinson, but he didn't practice today, so I still don't know that he's going to be able to play. And please don't do another pun, um, <laughs> T-Ball Higgins. Um, I'm going to go way down. I'm going to reach way down um, 25, and I'm going to grab Javonta Williams um, oh, against an Eagles defense that um, – what's the word I'm looking for? It's not good. That's the word I'm looking for, right? Not good? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's what I'm going to go for. The, the Eagles defense is um, poorly coached, and they take bad angles a lot. Um, and against a player like Williams, that's really going to burn you. Um, so I'm going to go with Javante. That, that's literally the only reason. Um, that's it. Yeah, well, I don't have to add that much because I, too – um, attacking the Eagles, not very good defense, but I'm just doing so with a worse running back who gets more touches for no good reason. So I'm taking Melvin Gordon um, for basically all the exact same reasons that Shane says, and we'll see who happens to score the touchdown this week. Hey, look, here's the thing. Um, the Eagles defense could give up two top 12 rushing performances. <laughs> and I, I mean, look, the Jets had two top 12 running backs a couple weeks ago. Shit happens. You know what I mean? Um, that's that's the world we live in. in we saw this last week, world. right? Like both both these guys. I mean, they combined for over 200 rushing yards last week against yeah. the Cowboys. Right, right. I think we know what this team wants to do. They certainly don't want to put it in Teddy no. B. Waters' hands. God no. The kissing bandit. Love it. Wide receiver. Yeah, let's go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, I thought I had a trade off. Pick one I of those. I think oh, I thought you were. <laughs> well, I'm not ready. I oh, I'll, I'll, keep, I'll go. I'll, I'll just stay with the same game we've been talking oh, about. Uh, we talked about how bad the Eagles are against the run. And something interesting about the Eagles is that not only are they bad against the run, but they're actually also bad against the pass. Uh, and so I, I like Jerry Judy this week. He came back, only played about 60, 70% of snaps in his first game back. Then came back, he ran 80% of the routes in week three, and he saw a target on 33% of those. I love Cortland Sutton dearly, but whether it's just due to talent or whether it's due to a fit with Teddy Bridgewater, whatever it is, uh, until proven otherwise, Jerry Judy is the clear target leader in this offense. And he gets to go against the Eagles, who, as Shane said, are not very good. Uh, I, I'm not overly optimistic that they're going to throw the ball more than 25 times in this game. That whenever they do drop back to pass, there's just about a 30% chance it's going to go to Jerry Judy. Uh, I like him to have a pretty safe floor this week, and he always has an opportunity to break one. This is a perfect time to segment into Jamie's question, Waddle or Judy this week? Um, I would go with Judy this week. Oh, Although I, I, like, I, like Waddle. I like Waddle for the floor. Like I, I, trust, I trust that he'll get more targets, but his, his targets are, are – I don't know. He gets like a bunch of two yard little drag routes. So I think if you want, like, a, if you need a stealing, I would go Judy. But uh, if you just need like 10 points, I would go with Waddle for sure. I completely agree. 
Well, that's funny. Um, so it feels like me and Jacob are just being antagonistic tonight. Um, <laughs> I'm, I would go Waddle because Waddle's actually my pick too uh, for oh. the evening. Um, what a just, great transition. The targets. Yeah, it's like he's he's getting a lot of underneath. Just I, I apparently they don't realize that um he can do things other than get the ball like at the line of scrimmage, but that's fine. Um I think that I think if they actually had any other wide receivers, maybe his role would expand downfield. But since they don't, they're like, Man, yeah. fuck, I guess we just gotta get this guy the ball close. Otherwise we're gonna throw it to Mac Hollins. I'm surprised they just don't run a wildcat offense through him. It, um and they might Wait, would, would you us. call it a waddle cat offense? God damn it, I shouldn't have done that. That's my fault. I have no one to blame but myself. <laughs> So uh, <laughs> Holy shit. I'll go. is on fire tonight with the worst adjuncts of all time. I, will, and I, I love every single one of them. Speaking of the Waddlecat offense, why in the world did Matt Nagy run the Wildcat when he already has a quarterback who runs 4 4? Because he's Matt Nagy and he does things like that. He is. It's so confusing. It's it beyond me. I, I keep talking about this, like, and I, I blame myself for this, like, um, him and Urban Meyer. Like, I knew they were bad. But there was this like disconnect from like how bad I knew they were from reality. Like I, I somehow I didn't put the two together. Like no 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 dude, they're gonna be so bad that nothing can survive in there. Like like no no one can hear you scream in space. Like fantasy production can't survive through Matt Nagy and Urban Myers. Um, anywho, so I'm going Jalen Waddle because I think he's probably going to see about 15 targets this week for at least 60 receiving yards. <laughs> probably. <laughs> All right, Shane, you still need your wide receiver up, right? Uh, I, I said Jalen Waddle. Yeah, the Waddle. Oh, is that okay? That's that's your wide receiver for the yeah, yeah it was also that's, right? that's why I said me and Jacob are going to be antagonistic because then he wanted it anyway. Perfect. Um, I'm gonna go with who did I have? Amari Cooper. <laughs> like, yeah, I, this feels do like I even need to explain. <laughs> I sent you all the, the, the show Tough. sheet, and I'm like, yo, I'm going to wipe the floor with you all. This hey, is stupid. We went three for three on Bama wide receivers. Oh, come on. No, look, Bama turns out excellent wide receivers. It's what they why, do, right? Why is Amari Cooper ranked outside the top uh, the top 20? That makes no sense to me. I don't know, They're man. up against I, I didn't think it made a lot of sense. It was $5,700 <laughs> on DraftKings last week. How'd that go? Uh, it sucked. <laughs> 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 I played him everywhere and it was brutal. All right, let's move on to uh tight end real quick. I, I watched somebody... uh, Jordan Cooper's DFS show on the Saturday and he just opened. He was like, Amari Cooper chalk week. How do you think that's going to go? <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. I took a blood. I got to get on some lineups. All right, I'll be right back. Uh, we're moving on tight ends. Let's start out with you, Jacob. Oh, my tight end. Um, Who did I pick for my tight end? I should probably like the sheet. Oh yeah. All right. Um, Well, so Chase picked Hunter Henry, which frankly is unfair because I thought that was my entire bit was just picking Hunter Henry every week at tight end, but apparently that's been superseded. Tyler Conklin is playing the Los Angeles Chargers, and the Los Angeles Chargers tend to cover very well down the field. They give you about as many intermediate receptions as you want. So I think Justin Jefferson is going to have his work cut out for him this week, but I expect Kirk Cousins to have to check down often, and I think he quite enjoys checking down if if, uh, if the defense allows him to. So I could easily see eight targets for the conch shell this week in what should be a pretty fun shootout. Uh, I'm going to go with Tyler Conklin. Shane, who's your tight end this week? Oh, I'm going with uh, Dan Arnold. Um yeah. Because I, the guy's getting seven targets a game. He's the leading target. target he's got the leading target share in Jacksonville since he's got yeah, him, him and the converted just, cornerback. 
I, I don't understand why it's happening. It's happening, though. The offense runs through Dan Arnold first, then uh, Jamal and Agno. I'm like willing and, to admit that I was wrong about LaVisca Chenault, but he can't be this bad. <laughs> okay, so part of it, I, look, I never, I was never that high on LaVisca, but even I think he's more talented than what he's being allowed to show. Like, he's at least useful. He's more useful than Tavon Austin, right? <laughs> he should be, I hope you would so. think. But Urban Meyer is Urban Meyer. But I'm going with Dan Arnold. I mean, the guy had, what, another seven targets last week, 10 the week before, five the week before that, eight before that. He's just – they love him. He's out-targeting all. He's out-targeting Marvin Jones. I yeah, don't remember know when Marvin Jones was like a league winner at the beginning of the year, and then DJ Chark got hurt, and we never heard from him again. Yeah, I mean, DJ Chark went down, and then Urban Meyer was like, all right, you know how we're going to rectify this. I'm going to trade for Dan Arnold, and that's – he's going to take – DJ Chark, like the whole offense is going to run through Dan Arnold. Who do you think will score more fantasy points for the rest of their career? Dan Arnold or Sam Darnold? Oh, I'll go with Dan Arnold. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Best tweet I saw <laughs> yesterday was someone said that uh, Sam Darnold can't even complete a fracture. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw about eight different people go with that tweet. Yeah. But good for them. All right. So, Shane, who'd you end up picking? Dan Arnold. Again? I'm going to keep riding Dan Arnold as yeah. long as he'll let me. <laughs> and I was going to take Hunter Henry because I always do, but yeah. you came in and scooped him and then put the wrong matchup. But I took the actual matchup that – that uh, I, I, you said Hunter Henry versus the Chargers. They don't play the Chargers. The Vikings play the Chargers, but I took Tyler Conklin actually against uh, the Chargers. That's, okay, so that's actually who I was going to end up running out was Conklin, and then I ended up changing it over to Hunter Henry like last minute. But, <laughs> I mean, Hunter Henry's been on been – on, somewhat of a tear and uh with the offense and the way that's running it's running through the tight ends as of late uh you know unless they landed out beckham and he comes out and plays week one which i don't think is going to happen i think it's and if he does it's actually probably good for hunter henry i think hunter henry is a smash play uh, i really don't have too much else to add to that to that comment i mean do you guys believe in hunter henry this week obviously you were going to take him I take Hunter Henry every single week on this show. I think I think I've taken him like five times. So <laughs> I, I love have. Hunter Henry. You might have. Did I hear? I, I could have been on JJ's uh, podcast. Did he say Hunter Henry has half New England's receiving touchdowns? Yeah, he uh, catches the touchdown like weekly. Yeah, I, and Jacoby I, Myers, of course, will never catch one in his entire no, career. No, because yeah, he sold his soul to the devil just to get into the league. Um, <laughs> So he's not getting touchdowns too. So, but yeah, no, Hunter Henry catches a lot of two point conversions. Though. Yes. And I love it. And I hope, I swear to God, I hope he catches like 32 point <laughs> conversions and throws for several touchdowns throughout his career, but never catches a touchdown. Cause I think that would be the funnest stat of all time. But what yeah, anyway, what are going to do when he finally catches one? Uh, we're going to celebrate and then move on to something else. We have very short <laughs> attention span. Um, Hunter Henry. Yeah. No, I mean, no, we're going to, we're going to say, Hey, it's Kevin Meyer season. And we're going to literally just post that every single oh, yeah. place we can get it. And then it'll be done. Yeah. It'll be done after today yeah. or after yeah. the day that it happens. Husker's just saying Husker DB, K, DKB is just saying Logan Thomas. I, I guess yeah. he's saying, yeah, if Logan plays this week. It, it, yeah. I mean, we saw what Ricky Seals Jones did in the Logan Thomas role. Imagine what Logan Thomas could do in the Logan Thomas role. Oh, he's if, if Logan Thomas plays, actually I should, can I just change my pick to Washington football team tight end? Whichever no, one they play. we've nope. tried. No, we're not allowed to pick actual just total teams. Oh, yeah. yeah, I tried last week with New Orleans Saints. I said Trevor Simeon or, you know. Because whatever, whatever, whatever tight end they trot out there, 
is going to have 11 targets for a 20% share because they'll throw 50 tons. And then they'll have six catches for 42 yards. And that's going to be a tight end one performance. All right. Let's go ahead and get out of here. Thank you guys for coming in. Yeah. Jacob, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter, FF underscore RTDB. You can find my written work at playerprofiler.com. Uh, you can find me talking about football on my other two podcasts, the Full Tilt Dynasty podcast on Fridays and No Free Squares on Saturdays. Chase was on there a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we did well. We talked up Michael Carter, who became the RB1 on the slate. Um, we talked up Michael Pittman, who had a really good week that week. I think he might have been the wide receiver one or wide receiver two. So that was good. Too. Uh, yeah, but I think, but if he was two, then the, then the actual wide receiver one played in the same game and you probably played them both. So it works out. Uh, all of that was very good. Uh, oh, you can also find me in uh, Drew, uh, the DF Bean counter. You can find me chilling in his Discord uh, these days. Yeah, sorry, confused look. You can, be, you can find. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you said you can find me inside of Drew, and I'm like, <laughs> okay. I mean, I look. You know, good. I mean, I'm happy for you. Um, no, the, the ball. If you if you sign up, if you, you sign find up him inside a bean counter. <laughs> if you if you sign up as a patron in the Bulletproof Discord, uh, I have one of the analyst channels in there, so you can just like ask me questions and stuff. Mostly because I really love talking to people one on one. But people send me TMs on Twitter, and then it's like anytime I get them, I already waste enough time when I when I get on Twitter, and then I, I don't end up getting to all my DMs. So it's nice to have a forum to chat with folks, and so I'm in there. Uh, point is, if you, if you actually want to find me, there's many different options of how you can do so. I'm not sure why you would want to find me. Uh, I'll just talk about heel puns for, for half an hour. But if you do, that's where I'm at. Or you could just come to Vancouver and – and, you know, come up with some way to distract me from the fact that it's always dark, always raining, and always cold. Shane, um, you, how do you follow that? I don't know. I'm not on as many things as uh, as uh, Jacob. I am on the this, this show, Dynasty Trades HQ, Dynasty Trades and 5 YouTube channel. Check that out. Um, very high-level concept. We talk about Dynasty Trades in five minutes um, every night. So check that out. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube's Manic and Chill. Uh, we're live streaming every Monday now. Written content on DLF fantasy data. And if you really want me the full full me, you know, inside you, All you can you. join my dynasty, <laughs> join the dynasty trade HQ <laughs> patron. Just like account. Jacob's inside of Drew. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you really want me inside you, <laughs> if you really want all of me in you, um, <laughs> <laughs> then join the Dynasty Trades HQ page. Some images. <laughs> oh my! I thought you shouldn't be weird. saying that from a child's bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Speaking of not being allowed near schools, <laughs> if you want me inside you, <laughs> where can we find you, Chase? <laughs> Anyway, you can find Chase at FF underscore intervention. You can join his circle if you want to be inside of his circle. Stop! Stop! <laughs> you guys can go find our content over there. I'm done. Have a good night, guys. <laughs>
So trophysmack.com. See, they got these trophies that are like three or four feet tall. Like they're insane. You can get one with like fishbowls on it. You can get one with like bobbleheads on it. It is sick, man. You guys got to go check out trophysmack.com. I mean, you heard it. Ian didn't even know. And he literally vouched for the company without even knowing the news vouching for it. Go check out trophysmack.com. While you're there, go enter in promo code CIRCLE. Once again, that's promo code CIRCLE. You will get a free ring valued at 60 bucks. So go check out trophysmack.com. Go enter in the promo code CIRCLE to get your free ring 